Check, 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 check. All right, we're back. I'm back in the basement. I'm in the dark basement. And we've got a dark topic to talk about today. And uh, you can, it's, I, I can, sen- you can probably sense the joy <laughs> that is exuding from my presence about the dark topic because we're talking today, we're talking about American Psycho. And I got a special guest in to discuss the film, the book, and my own fuck shit that's been going on. <laughs> I got my little brother in. We're going to be dropping in with a conversation with him. And we'll, he'll be helping me see how... I, don't, I didn't know this was going to happen, but turns out I can relate a lot to Patrick Bateman, the main character of American Psycho. And I haven't listened back to the conversation yet. I'm going to drop us in. I'm just recording this before I... You know, normally I'm, I've been doing a freestyle, right? Every episode freestyle. But like I told myself when I started this, I'm not going to force myself to do anything. If I don't feel like doing something, don't do it. The goal for me right now is to have fun, feel comfortable, enjoy, don't rush, be present, participate, have fun. That's the goal. Have fun. And uh, nothing's more fun <laughs> Then uh, color commenting on some American Psycho. So I'm going to drop us in real quick on a scene. And I'm just going to describe. I'm going to set the scene for us real quick. So Patrick Bateman is the main character of American Psycho. He's living in the time of the 80s. He's a yuppie. He's got the grease back hair, muscles, you know, like uh, tanning tanning salon tan. And uh, he just murders people. He's a serial killer. And he comes up with the weirdest reason. Sometimes he has no reason why he murders someone, and sometimes he has a reason. And for this scene I'm about to play, he brought back a business associate of his, a uh, competitor in murders, and I mean, mergers and, hold on, <laughs> a competitor in the field of mergers and acquisitions. But in Bateman's mind, it's murders and executions. And so he brings back this guy to his apartment because he's got a better business card than him, and he can't deal with it. And he lives in a world, we'll, we'll talk about it in the show, my, my brother breaks it down fantastically. What all, all I'm going to do is set the, uh, set the scene here. It's Patrick Bateman in an apartment. He's got this dude drunk and dialed up on probably all sorts of pharmaceuticals. I don't even know what he's got him on, but he's doped up. And he's basically pacing around him, putting on a uh, weather jacket and grabbing an axe so he can murder him while the guy's totally unaware. He's just sitting there on the couch listening to Bateman talk. Listening to Bateman ramble on about whatever pop culture thing he is obsessed about in that moment as he's preparing to murder him. You like Huey Lewis in the news? They're okay. Their early work was a little too new wave for my taste. When sports came out in 83, I think they really came into their own, commercially and artistically. The whole album has a clear, crisp sound and a new sheen of consummate professionalism that really gives the songs a big boost. He's been compared to Elvis Costello, but I think Huey has a far more bitter, cynical sense of humor. Hey, Albert. Yes, Alan? Why are there copies of the style section all over the place? Do you, do you have a dog? A little chow or something? <laughs> no, Alan. Is that a raincoat? Yes, it is. 
In 87, Huey released this. Four, their most accomplished album. I think their undisputed masterpiece is Hip to Be Square. A song so catchy, most people probably don't listen to the lyrics, but they should, because it's not just about the pleasures of conformity and the importance of trends, it's also a personal statement about the band itself. Hey, Paul! And Paul's dead. And that's how it happens <laughs> in the world of American Psycho. Um, yeah, that was just, uh, he, he goes on these tangents about some, whatever he cares about and then murders people. And uh, it, it relates, uh, hold on, I got another clip coming up on the timeline here. Do you like Phil Collins? I do like Phil Collins. I really do like Phil Collins. Anyway, yeah, so let's just drop in. We're going to drop in on a conversation with my brother. We're going to dissect that scene. We're going to dissect how it relates to what I'm going through. And we're going to we're gonna talk about the issues, mergers, and executions. Let's run it. Never, never die. We're in the office. Yeah. We're at A to Z Packaging. Incorporated. Incorporated. <laughs> it's a family. Don't forget about that. Um, yeah, I just wanted to, I know what we, I want to talk to you about, but first I just got to get out what I'm sure I'm going to be talking about today. Yeah. I'm doing this podcast now. Every day I'm just going to be talking and it's talking about the issues, dude. I'm trying to make sense of why I'm so fucked up. All right. And uh, it's, you know, I've got this, right now it's like uh, the anti-flow of undateability. Undateability. And, you know, I've got a fear of rejection. Okay. And I'm feeling all these things, these okay. natural impulses. I'm at the gym and women are, are near, suddenly near me, you know, we were, and I don't know what to do. Right. We were talking about that earlier. Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yes. Uh -huh. So, just to give us a little uh, intro into what we want to talk about. <laughs> I don't even, that, that, this doesn't even have anything to do with what we're about to do. No, about. it completely does. I'm about to relate it all about it. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I can. Hit I can it. do it right now. All right, so we were going to talk about the book, the novel American Psycho by Brett Easton Ellis. It's a, uh, it's a book about a young guy living in Wall Street. He's very judgmental and he's always trying to fit in, but uh, later you found out he is a serial killer and that's how he deals with his problems. So murdering women Mur murdering <laughs> women yeah he murders women not only women he murders a bum he kills a dog he kills a child in the book he kills um everybody basically anyone who who uh who, who can get away with killing Crosses. and also he's got a weird perspective is like he notices everything everyone's wearing all the yeah, time yeah he's constantly judging other people and, and and comparing them to himself and his friends Yes, and it relates to me where I'm at because my brain is constantly looking at human behavior and isolating me in my world of what I th how I think things should or shouldn't exactly. be. Exactly, and the whole book is about a guy who's so isolated within his own thoughts and within his own materialistic um, items that he has acquired through his wealth that he begins to lose his sanity because he's so focused on what other people are thinking and doing and wearing and, and comparing to him that he just he can't deal with it anymore. And so the whole point of the book is spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Um, if you haven't read it or seen the movie, I, I 
you should do that because it's great. But stop this podcast now. Yeah, but spoiler, it might all be in his mind. Mm -hmm. And there's an argument both ways where it is and it isn't because you know it's just all in his mind in in the sense that throughout the novel and the film, he's not actually killing these people, but fantasizing, fantasizing, fantasizing about it, and it helps him out throughout his day, basically. And if you look at it in terms of the writer, Brett Easton Ellis, Mm. essentially what he is doing is fantasizing it on a paper. It is. He's fantasizing it on a paper, and and what's interesting about the book is that the main character, Patrick Bateman, is an amalgam of his father. Brett Easton Ellis' father was was a very high-powered businessman in New York, and he was very misogynistic, and he was very judgmental, and, and so... He began to write the book, from from what I heard um, and read, is that he began to write the book with the idea of his father in his mind. So the main character essentially is how he saw his dad. Um, You know, a misogynistic go-getter who doesn't care about anything but material, you know, material items and judgments. Which is uh, a healthy way to deal with confusion or emotional states is make art. Make just art. To, right. Just to sum it up. That's true. Because I always think about all the hostile movies and any horror films that get made. Yeah. That fucked up shit was in someone's head. Yeah, Eli Roth's head. And yeah, he, he had the balls. He's to a creepy it. looking guy. Yeah, too. dude. <laughs> he's all dark featured. But he's not, and this is the point I wanted to make. He's not actually murdering people. <laughs> no. <laughs> he's fant- well, that, what, what, what makes me wonder, though, is like he's so rich, maybe he is. Maybe Hostel's real, dude. Maybe he's got some some connections over in Europe. Some Russian guy who could just bring you prisoners of war or something. If I know anything, Ukrainians. <laughs> if I know anything about getting people whacked, <laughs> I know that even if you're dreaming about whacking people, you can still whack people. Yeah, I mean that's an easy thing to do is pull a trigger. Yeah. These the hard thing to do. I'm talking about masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what so what relates? With American Psycho, to what you're what you were talking about earlier with with the with the ladies, what? Oh, with the ladies is um. How does how does a hold on? Let me just preface this. Yeah. How does a movie and a film about murdering women relate to what I'm dealing with with ladies? It's about <laughs> connection. Patrick Bateman cannot feel a connection to anybody. That's the whole point of the book. Is that he? No matter what he does and who he hangs out with, the only thing he's trying to do is fit in. That's all he wants to do is fit in. And he says it over and he over. He says, I just, I just want to fit in. <laughs> right? That's all he yeah. wants to do. Yeah. But he can't fit in because he can't get a meaningful connection with anybody. And mm. obviously, you don't have that problem. No, like, no. Welcome. Like, I do. You do, but not on it's the been, level it, he does. It's, it's pretty bad. It's like, pretty it's, bad. Okay. It's, the reason why this whole thing is a thing where I'm doing this is because I'm, I've been so depressed. Yeah. And what, what is depression? Depression is I'm it's trying to be... Inward. I'm trying to be a way that I not act, that I'm not actually. I'm trying to be something that I am not right now. Yeah. And with you know, just with all the stuff I've been doing, like that's the main thought today that I really relate with American Psycho, is my brain has for some reason somehow I've hardwired it and formatted it in a way to where I don't do things without having a reason. Yeah. I don't have do things without a mission or a end end destination and there there the end of american psycho is there is no exit there is no exit. there is no end destination there is, yeah there isn't and so Life i literally goes, huh? i feel on. like patrick bateman at least you're not killing people <laughs> watch out women like <laughs> i may come up I may, I may come up to you and, and and you know roll my window down and then say bye and drive away <laughs> real quick. Like, <laughs> no but like the thing about the novel, though, is... I'm only talking about the novel. The movie's great, too. But the novel itself really gets you inside of his head. 
and, and it's stressful. I can only read about an, a chapter or two at a time because it's so just judgmental. Like it's just all, he goes on for a page and a half about what his apartment looks like and why he bought the things he did and how much they cost. His workout routine is like a page long, very descriptive. And the only thing he really cares about are things within himself, what he can accomplish himself. But you're telling my story, exactly. dude. Exactly. So, so, but the point of the book is that he loses his sanity because of that. He loses his mind, and yeah. it can it can really fuck you up. So, what I stress you should do is whenever you talk to people, forget about what you need out of the conversation. Forget about what you want. You just need to listen actively and figure out what what's going on in their heads. Because honestly, if you look at it the way I look at it, sometimes, and it's hard for me to do too. I can't always do it. I'm I'm still. Like you, I mean, I only have, I have a lot of self-interest, but when you actively try to listen, it can be very interesting hearing what people have to say, especially if you're really looking at the body language like I know you do, but you can't focus on that because, because like you'll start thinking, about, oh, you know, they said this, this means but they didn't mean that, but you could be completely or, wrong. Yeah, you can. Always, you can always be wrong. It's always a matter of interpretation. So you just need to listen to what they are telling you, and then and then try to relate to it. And if you can't, maybe that's not the right person to speak to. But like I told you earlier, that the best way to learn how to talk to people and have a meaning, meaningful conversation is talking to old people. Because they always have something to say. They always <laughs> got some story. They always got something to tell you. It's boring as shit sometimes because it's like, uh, I'll tell you where I was when JFK died. I was getting my dick sucked over. <laughs> you, know, you never know what they're going to fucking say. You know? So like, um, just, just that's what I would recommend. Talking to old people. Talk to an old and person. Not, and not focusing on just listening, just but not listen. focusing on uh, body movements or what they mean by what they're saying. Yeah, I don't think that you need to do that right now. That, that, I think that should come later when you can actually feel like you can get connections with like everybody, basically. like You'll never find a connection with everybody. There's people I meet who I just don't like off the bat. But like... Well, yeah, because the idea for me is to get out of my own prism that I've created in my world like Bateman I've literally everything is all about psychology and you know I'll listen and I'll know where I'll feel like I know where the insecurities are coming from for people that are trying to get through whatever issues they're going through yeah to the point to where I can't be a normal human being who's just as insecure just as flawed just as confused yeah it's like I that part of me like I I I'm just I'm I'm breathing it into existence or sharing it into existence because I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to go crazy and end up with a book about a bunch of fuck shit. I'd rather it be thetans and and uh thetan levels. My feet levels are off the charts. <laughs> They're off the charts. Yeah. So like yeah, to give you the exi- like what you're saying is you know, I should stop watching Scientology videos. Stop watching Scientology <laughs> videos. Stop doing that. <laughs> I, I I wouldn't even recommend you read American Psycho. Oh no, hell no. Yeah, yeah I know it. I'm living yeah, it right now. Don't, don't read it right now. But like, there is a character in the book. My favorite character in the book. He's only in it for about a couple pages, but but like, the lead up to it is is Patrick Bateman's following around his friend Timothy Price, and Timothy Price is just as much of a douchebag as Patrick Bateman, if not more so. He's mean to bums. He he's rude to people. He talks shit on people who are wearing normal clothing, stuff like that. Just a complete dick. And they go to this party 
uh, Patrick Bateman's girlfriend, Evelyn, and they go to this party, and they're all hanging around, and up comes this guy called Stash. That's just his name. His name is Stash. And he's completely uninterested in everything they're talking about, because the whole time they're talking about what suits they're wearing, what drinks they're drinking. Um, for dessert, they have... Um, What's that? Uh, Creme de la brie. No, no. For, for dessert, it's not ice cream, but it's uh, Italian. What is it called? Oh, Italian-shaped ice? No. It might be Japanese. I can't remember. Uh, Kuroshio? No. It, it's, it's, it's like yogurt ice cream, kind oh, of. Oh, sherbet. Sherbet. They're, yeah. having, they're having sherbet, and it's like all these pretentious flavors, and, and they're like, Stash, what do you want? And he's like, you'll have chocolate chip. And he's just <laughs> like, they're just like, no, it's not ice cream. And he goes, I'm not interested. I don't want it. And the whole time they're eating sushi... He's playing with his food the whole time, completely uninterested in what, what's going on, and he ends up putting the sushi in his pocket and leaving to go score drugs. Stash does? Yeah, Stash does. So like... Hold on, he's going to trade sushi for drugs? No, he's just, he's just so... Un- he just finds the sushi interesting. He's, not, he's never had it before. He's in this high-class area because he's an artist, uh-huh. and he's, he's wealthy too. But oh, he's, I know the character you know, talking yeah. about now. Yeah. And so he just, he's looking at the sushi, and he's like looking at Patrick, being like, this guy's a dick, that guy's a dick. I don't like being here, so I'm just going to take the sushi, put it in my pocket, and leave. Yeah. And go score some drugs. Oh, yeah. My favorite character of the book. Because he's just like the only one who doesn't give a fuck about what anyone else has to say about their shit and their stuff and everything they have. He just is only there because he was asked to be there and then he left. And it's like he's out of the book. And it's like that I feel like that would be a normal person, you know. That's the the normal guy. To me that's the that's just the other end of the spectrum. It is. It's that's it, it not is. almost nihilism or It is. That's honestly, yeah. It's, it's, the, exact it's the exact opposite, opposite of Bateman. Of Bateman. Yeah. He, and Bateman hates him the second he meets him is because I've, I've been stashed. Yeah, I've been stashed too. I am him. I don't really give a <laughs> shit about anything. Yeah. So like so <laughs> so <laughs> so it's it's the yeah, it's an interesting character in the book which made which made me think harder about like why was why did he put him in the book? Cuz it's such a small part of of the story is that why add that character and the reason I think he did it is because you're right I think it's the extreme opposite of what Patrick is and what Patrick is it's the it's the it's the uh, the same spectrum uh, of self-induced it's self um, um, it's what you're you know what you you only care about yeah Stash cares about the drugs it's gonna give him pleasure yeah Bateman cares about everything around him being perfect so or fitting in well here's this is the way i see it is bateman is so self-involved that all he wants to do is fit in with the status quo okay right yeah stash is extremely self-involved as well but he doesn't care about the status quo he's outside of that he's an artist he's he sets the status quo eventually because that's what art art does you know fashion all that stuff that's how trends happen over time over time so he's so self-involved that he doesn't engage in conversation. He doesn't care about conversation. He doesn't give a shit about what anyone has to say unless it, unless it piques his self-interest, right? So that's what's so tough. It man. is, because you can be both. That's what's so tough. It's like I, I, I really like I, I don't really stand for pleasantries or small talk. Yeah. Um, about, yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm like, I'm caught between being a stash and a psycho. <laughs> it's like, um... I mean, yeah. what, let me ask, what, what do you see out of life in terms of, like, connections? Why, like, why do you feel like you can't make a connection with people? 
Because it's, I've seen you in, yeah, in the wild. Not, You're fine. You yeah, do good. Yeah, I know, but it's it's because I have like because I know what I want. Like for me, the what I'm what I don't want to be is my drug has turned into the dream. Okay. It's like if I'm not working towards realizing <laughs> a dream for my life, I feel like what's the point? But the point is in the moment, in the experience of sharing and enjoying time with people. And I'm at this place now where I don't know how to just have fun or enjoy time with people for no reason. No reason. Mm. Uh, Stash is at the, at the, he's at the dinner and he's, he's sitting there uninterested. Yeah. Um, he's playing with his food. He's, because he's just waiting for the drug. He's waiting for the hookup, pretty much. Is the way, yeah, that, that, it can he's come just across that go way. Sco- well, he's, he's just going to go score. He's he leaves a, he's immediately. He's going to go score. He's yeah. there for the free food. He knows he's yeah. going to go score. Yeah. I want to be, and, and I'm showing up at places, you know, and I'm able to be there, but I'm not feeling connected at all because I'm psychoanalyzing every behavior that I'm doing and every behavior that people around me and how it affects. It's all self-induced. That's got to be horrible. It's yeah. It's been it's it's, it's got to be stressful. Point. It's at the breaking point. Yeah. It's, you know what happens at the breaking point? You make podcasts about how sad you are, <laughs> <laughs> or you slice a person's throat open and or watch you, them bleed. Yeah. Or you write a book about <laughs> about it. So yeah, it's you know I, I'm not you know it's not like I'm in in the pit of despair or anything. Yeah. Yet. It's just I'm now aware that something has to change and I have to change and I have to let go of whatever it is I think I am or have been or could be. So I can just get back to being me. What does that look like? Because you, because here's the funny thing, and, and I'm sure people know the history, but like when 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 you're using, which is what we were doing most of our young adult life, you know, you're not really finding yourself at all. At and all. so and so, who who is the real you? Huh. <laughs> Because, because I still don't know, and I'm married with a son. I got who you are, or who I am. Who I am. Okay. I don't know who the fuck I am still. I mean, I I have an idea. I feel like I know, I know what I stand for, but I don't know what that means. You know, like how, like who am I as an individual? Like what you know, and and that's when it gets to like you got to look at the things you've done in the past because I've done some fucked up shit, you know, that I'm not happy about, and I still think about, it, and I regret. And it's like, is that who I am? No, it isn't. Who mm-hmm. am I now? Am I the good father and the good and the good husband and, and the hard worker and maybe? But then again, I just feel like that's the situation I'm currently in because I feel like I have to do it. So like, what my question to you is, if everything was stripped from you and you were just you in a field in fucking New Zealand with, with wildlife, I don't know, just, just, just you alone in an, in an area, what would that look like for you? What would you do for fun? I mean, like, like, if you could, if you could materialize anything in your own head to make you happy, what, what would your world be? It's happening right now. So you're already doing it, but well, you're not happy. I'm not. I am happy right now. Okay. I, I'm. This. I wouldn't. I don't want to be anywhere else. Okay. This is the only place I want to be on the yeah. planet. Okay. So, and I can answer that question philosophically. Right. Uh, it's it. It's and it's not. It's not about. Who I am, who I am never changes. Who you are never changes. Oh. How we are does. Yeah, that, no, that's that's a good point. That's basically what I said. Yeah. At the root of at the root of it. Yeah. At the root of it, you, when you can get quiet enough, you're the guy experiencing Alex have thoughts. Yeah. You're the guy experiencing Alex 
is relationships from the past or Alex's experiences from the past. Please, or, please, it's too real. All right, that's what I want to go by from now on. Too real. Too real. Too real. And it it, it common because it's in our minds. It commandeers it, and it is it becomes an illusionary reality. It affects the way we feel. So who I who you are, who I am, you know, at the very root of it all. If you get down to the cosmic level, it really is just an expression of of consciousness, at the very root of it. Um, for some reason, though, we have this part of ourselves that we're able to recognize ourselves with. The, the observer of our thoughts as we have them, or the observer of the person who's feeling these feelings. Mm-hmm. And the feelings and the, and the emotional states we, we get ourselves in when the thoughts happen or when the experiences happen dictate the behavior. So the idea would, for me at least, is to, if I can peel back the onion of who I think I am and just get to the root of my, my feelings, I can work through them so I can be like you are, fluid in a moment in time. Like not overthinking anything, you know, if we're out there having a SIG, we're enjoying ourselves having a SIG, if we're in here having a podcast, if you're going to the gym, you're working out, you know, like that's what we're doing. Yeah. Without, you don't need to think about it. We watch a funny, tell a funny joke, we laugh. It's, it's, it's simple. Yeah. And I complicate things because I've trained my brain to complicate it. I've trained my brain to... I've like overextended myself at life to say, I've got one shot at this thing, so I gotta do everything I can to make it so this podcast is what we're doing all day, every day. Uh. It's like I found my high, and I found it in the arts, and I've been chasing it ever since, to now I don't know how to have fun. My high, if I'm Stash, and I'm just waiting for the show, he's waiting for the rock or the dope, Mm. I'm just waiting for the next crowd or the audience, I'm waiting for the fucking stage. And it's, it's taking me out of the moment, and it's making me not be able to enjoy, enjoy it. We were at the beach house, dude, and the only times I felt, I mean, I spent, I spent a good portion of it in the room, in my head, sad and depressed. That's why I knew something had to change, is because if I wasn't around Violet or uh, Delaney or you, mm. I, was, I wasn't happy. Mm. The only time I felt content on that vacation was when I was around you or the girls. And um, all the other times I felt like I, I just didn't know. I was driving back to Atlanta, like, I don't even want to be here anymore. I don't know what I... And I know that's not the solution. That's not the problem. I'm the problem. Your, your problems will follow you. Americans, the American Psycho is the problem. Like, he, Brett East, the, uh, Patrick Bateman is the problem. Everyone else is just doing, living their they're life. They're just living they're their They're doing lives. what they do, and Bateman is doing what he does, which is horrible. But... If he really did it. And that's that's the point of the book, though, is that, is that things you're going through can drive you sort of insane. They can drive you to to, to be lonely. Because at the root of it all, that's what I think the character is. I think he's a lonely, a lonely, wealthy loser, if that makes any sense. He's a fucking loser. The guy's a loser. He, he, he's constantly judging people by what, what they look like and comparing them to himself. And he only cares about the dollar, and even that like only goes so far with him. He, at the at his root, he's a horrible guy. So like, but you're not a horrible person, and that's not the way that that you you can't really compare yourself too much to Patrick Bateman. No, but 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 you, but you can because take away the idea that he's a horrible person. Like if we're going with the idea that it was all in his head. That means he didn't actually murder But he's anybody. still a horrible person. That's the whole point. It doesn't matter if he killed anyone or not. He's still a horrible douchebag. And that is what 
Yeah. But the thing with you is that you don't judge people on their looks. You judge people by psychoanalyzing them and and it's not it's it's judging the it's, interaction. It's, it's not judging them. It's 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 not it's a judgment of myself. It's like if I can uncover and discover why I'm behaving the way I'm behaving and how it's manifesting with my actions from the past and in the present, I'll be able to help somebody realize that for themselves. And uh, fortunately, unfortunately, I can do that in real time with people. Like yeah. I like when I was at Ridgeview, dude, patient whisper. He put me in a room with somebody. By the end of it, we were making progress. Uh-huh. It was happening. Like they were seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. I can do that for people. But my my if my role on this planet. If that's if that's the gift, if that's what I can do, and the only reason I can do it is because I can I turn it on myself. Uh-huh. It's a it's a it's a cell. It's a fucking prison. Yeah. It's not worth it. And it's not helping anymore. I, I've I've realized that the only way. Let me let me give an example. It's really like this. You're talking about uh, um, what were you said? Bateman had a dude that follows him around. What's his buddy's friend? Not Tim Price. Timothy Bateman's, Price. Bateman's friend that follows him around. He follow, No, Bateman follows Timothy Price okay, around. It's, oh, it's, it's, just, it's just like this. Yeah. Patrick Bateman follows Timothy Price around. Right. I've been following all these thought leader, influencer, guru people that are, fe- are feeding me all this shit, that are saying the, 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 uh, the, the way to liberation is through self-actualization. Mm-hmm. Or if you can discover yourself and you can open your own mind... You can, the world will open it up around you. So I'm thinking I have to go inward to be free. And it's not the case. No. Those are what all those motherfuckers are saying. Yeah. That I've been fucking drinking their Kool-Aid. Yeah. And it's, and it's caused me harm. Well, that's the thing with Bateman is that the reason he is the way he is is because he wants to fit in. And the people he's hanging out with are young yuppies in the 80s who are misogynistic. They're racist. They're all about the money. They don't really give a shit about other, the common folk, the common man. They just want to buy their Bellinis and, and buy their $300 bottles of liquor and, and drink it and go to clubs and do coke and, and make shitloads of money during the day and, and go to tanning beds and, and and compare, you know, memberships they have with each other. And, and that's the situation he's in, right? So he fits in that situation. And so he adapts to that situation. He acts the way they act, even though it might not even be how he originally thought of himself. But... I suspect it was, and I suspect it's it's just kind of the way it happened for that character because you don't just become that way after a few weeks of hanging out with a, with Timothy Price or the character. So for you, it's kind of similar. It's like you know, you you came up. When did you get sober? Thirteen, fourteen. Sober. Yeah. When did you get into 26, the recovery 25, community? Twenty-five. No, I mean like the, what year? Th- Two thousand thirteen. Oh, 2013, Yeah. Twenty thirteen. So for since 2013, you've been in the recovery community talking to all these people who have helped. But it comes a point where I feel like you got to step away from that sort of help because you, you're good now. You don't need that guidance anymore. I mean, maybe you did at first, but now I don't think you do. And so if you're just hanging around these guys who are, who are, who have followers and, and, you know, have people who listen to them and, and, it just it comes to a point where it's like, are they really helping you, or are they making you turn so far inward that that you implode and, and feel like you can't take any situation the way you need to take it because you're so self-involved and, and thinking about what how thing, to help myself, how to help, how to help, help other people exactly. And plus, plus you've also told me that like 
you're so into body language and psychoanalyzing people that it's like, what if they don't really mean what you're interpreting? Like, well, like what if what they're saying is what they mean and their body language has nothing to do with what they're saying? And so you've already interpreted it in, in, in wrong. You know what I mean? You're, you're just, you're just... I Socratic, I use the Socratic method to get me a sta- to a space of misunderstanding. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> awesome. So yeah. you're pulling up, this is great, dude. That's the money right there. Is, That's the one. I'm, I'm trying to pull it up. That's what mom was telling me too. She was like, just go do something fun. Get yourself where you don't have to be around all that stuff. Dude, it's always the best to hang out with somebody you haven't seen in a while who's who's kind of crazy, kind of just, just maybe they're, you know, maybe they got some problems of their own, but it's different problems than you have. And it's like, not only can you help them, you can also help yourself by being around somebody who's actually fun to be around. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Absolutely. Yeah. So that's that's my recommendation to you. I can't find it, but it is a scene from on the EverQuest website on the forums, you can make like little little pictures. Yeah. You know? And one dude made a gif of that scene from America. I really wish I could find it. That scene from American Psycho where he's taking off his face. But when he takes off his face, it's not Christian Bale. It's it's the barbarian face from EverQuest. So it's like he's taking off. <laughs> Damn. He's taking off his <laughs> face. And, and it's an EverQuest character. It's so funny. I can't find Damn. it. I got to find it. I, what I do, I'll send you the link. Yeah, but it's please so do. funny. The guy's my one of my favorite posters. He's a shit poster. He just talks shit on the server. But yeah, anyway... Good talk, man. I think that that book can relate to uh, what you're going through. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's what I have to say. And if you're still with us, go out and watch. I, I recommend the movie first, American Psycho. I, re- I recommend the movie for the general audience because it's just it's shorter. The violence isn't as bad as the book because the violence in the book is horrible. It's, mm-hmm. it's awful. It could make you sick to your stomach. It's pretty bad. And yeah. Very cruel, um, the things he does. But in the movie, it's a little more... There's a lot more humor. Um, Christian Bale's performance is phenomenal. Probably my favorite movie he's in. He, he nails it, Same definitely. Here. Destroys and he, it. And he also brings, all, like I said, he brings a lot of humor to the character that wasn't in the book. Yeah, that's true, too. Especially the scene where he kills uh, Paul. Paul. Yeah. Owen. <laughs> Paul Owen. Paul Allen in the movie, but Paul Owen in the book. You so, have to be square. <laughs> by the way, normally what I do on this podcast is I close it out at home. I think uh, we can close it out right now. All right. I do it like review bra. Okay. So every show I end with a, a selection of music. Okay. And then I, I tell what it is and who, who, made, who made it and why it relates. Okay. So I think we should go with uh, Hip to Be a Square, dude, or Hip to Be Square by Huey Lewis in the news. I recommend uh, a song by the Talking Heads called This Must Be the Place. Good song. Listen to it. Hold on. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to end today with, with This Must Be the Place this by must the Talking Heads. Tell, tell us why you want it, why you want that to be the song. It's, it's because... I. I all right, what's great about music and what's great about art is you can interpret it any way you want. A song isn't always about what the guy's talking about. Not to me. To me, a song is however you interpret interpret it to mean, what it could be, what it means for you. So in my mind, this must be the place is about a guy who's completely content with the end of wherever the heck he was trying to go in the first place. So like, it's like our conversation now, after the conversation, and you're, if you're feeling good about it, this must be the place. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's the A to Z packaging. A to Z on three. We're going to drop us in. This must be the place. One, two, two. blow. <laughs> Perfect, dude.